Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. It's questions from the audience day. Always enjoy talking it over with the audience, just kind of BSing or uh, mind expanding. I'm expanding my mind. I might be destroying yours, but I like the questions. And this week, I'm, I'm even more enthused. I always look forward to doing this episode. Uh, I like doing pick six, especially that now that we're actually winning. I'm at 30 and 22 on pick six. Uh, 58% against the spread or 57 point something. We wound up to 58%. Uh, so I enjoy doing that. And then the interviews are, are always great, but this is where I'm just kind of sitting here and BSing. So I look forward to it. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, and, uh, and then we got some good questions this week. So questions from the audience upon us, but I want to let the audience know about a couple of things that we have going on. Uh, Dan McLaughlin and I, I guess it's three things. Uh, and, and that is the following. Uh, first off, we are doing a St. Louis sports Q&A. It's presented by Bud Select. It is Monday, November 12th, and it is at the Improv Shop. Uh, it's Dan McLaughlin and I taking your questions. We might be in the process, and I kind of deep tease it here, so follow me on uh, Twitter at Tim McKernan and on the TMA fan page and the Tim McKernan Show Facebook page. Uh, we might be having a very special guest to add to the evening, and we would announce that in advance. It wouldn't be like a surprise thing. Um, but either way, I would tell you this, the tickets are $50 portions of the proceeds are going to three little birds for life charity that I've been working with for about five years now. Uh, and that ticket gets you all you can eat. Nana mama's pizza online at N A N A M A M A S.com. Nana mama's pizza starting at five 30, uh, drink specials at the improv shop, which is located just a little east of the Grove. Uh, and then Dan McLaughlin and I, and possibly a special guest or two, uh, will be taking the stage at 6.30, taking your questions. Um, so I would really, because I kind of have an idea, but it's not 100%, so I don't want to say it, of who the special guest is going to be. Um, it would be worth it to get your tickets now because once we announce the special guest, I have a feeling the tickets will be gone. It's not like this is a 500-person theater. Uh, so it's the Improv Shop, Monday, November 12th. The tickets are available on Eventbrite. Just type in Dan McLaughlin, Tim McKernan. They'll pop up. Uh, you can see the links that Dan and I have tweeted out as well. $50 a person, plus it gets all your food and drink specials. So that's presented by Bud Select. Then, and this is presented by Bud Light, uh, Dan McLaughlin and I are doing Hockey Nights, uh, and this will be, the first one is at the Enterprise Center for the Blues and Predators the night after Thanksgiving, Friday, November 23rd. And this is uh, also, with portions of the proceeds, this one's going to the charity that Dan has been working with 
almost for 20 years, which is amazing because he's still a young man. Um, but that just shows that he was working with charities even in his 20s. Uh, and that is uh, the Special Education Foundation. And so what it is, it's a $300 ticket. You go, $300? What in the world? Well, it's not just a ticket. Uh, it's a suite with me and Dan McLaughlin. Also, I guess I should say, possibly uh, special guests on that as well. Um, it's November 23rd. The uh, suite opens up at uh, the 90-minute uh, mark before face-off. And all of your beverages, all of your food, gourmet food, also all of uh, your drinks, it's, they're, they're all included. It's all there. And that goes all throughout the game. So uh, it's an old-fashioned pony show. So you're in a suite. You're with me and Dan McLaughlin. And, uh, and then all your food and drinks included. And it's all, you know, it's a bartender, our own private bartender. Uh, and all your food going the whole time, 90 minutes before the game. Uh, that's a... That's a nice situation there. So we're really looking forward to doing this. It's presented by Bud, Bud, Bud Light. And uh, again, Dan, Dan and I have been tweeting it out uh, on the TMA fan page as well. It's on Twitter. And again, that is on Eventbrite. And you can get it there uh, by uh, typing in our uh, names and you'll see it. And there are a limited amount of tickets on this. So if you do want to go, uh, make sure you get your tickets on this because uh, it's not like we have 300 seats for this one. So uh, that's coming up as well. And then finally, well, we're going to do a spring training trip as well, but we're not, we're not releasing that yet. Um, but also, uh, Dan and I are going to do a, uh, a show on Facebook Live and on Twitter, The Hot Stove Show. And it's presented by Mattress Direct. And uh, once a week, November, December, and January, we'll be doing a hot stove show where we take audiences' questions. And we're on Facebook Live and on Twitter, so you can watch it. Uh, anytime you want, and then we'll put it up on our respective uh, respective uh, podcasts. Uh, he has scoops with Danny Mac. You're listening to mine, and uh, and you can listen to it whenever you want, but you can watch it as well. It's presented by Mattress Direct, and uh, we know the interest in the Cardinals right now is so high. Uh, Dan and I certainly have our perspective, so we're looking forward to that as well. So it's all coming your way, all of these events, all of these shows, and probably more. Uh, but that's what we are here to, uh, let you know about today. So there it all is. If you want to go to these events, Eventbrite, and then the show will start, uh, next week, uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. So there it all is. Okay. It has been covered officially now. Okay. So questions, what questions do you have? Well, we're going to get to those momentarily, but first I want to make sure that I let you know about a guy that I advocate in a major way. And that is Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. We're getting into fall, and there's not as much time to play golf or play around outside. This is a great time to start to get things together with your money. If you want to get off to a good start in 2019, get a jump on it now. Think about it. If you're like most of us, you have probably done some things financially, but you're wondering if they are the right things to do. Or you've been thinking, one of these days, I'm going to get with somebody about my money and get this set up right. If you want to get a clear picture of what you have and if it's appropriate, for your current financial needs, it just starts off with a phone call. Get one call in about 10 minutes. You can get a sense of what you need to get your finances in order. And if there's some steps you can take if you need to. And the best part, the call costs you nothing. And Mark will help you understand what to do next. Talk to Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Go to their website at evergreenstl.com. Mark helps everyday people meet their financial goals by helping them create a clear picture of their finances. So call Mark at 314-889-0503 or go to his website, evergreenstl.com, to find out more. 
And that is Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, a great sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show. Mark Hanna offers securities through AXA Advisors, LLC, New York, New York, 212-314-4600 member, FINRA, SIPC, annuity and insurance products offered through AXA Network, LLC. Evergreen Wealth Strategies is not owned or operated by AXA Advisors, AXA Network. All right, so here it is. Questions from the audience from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly and his outstanding staff at the HomeLoanExpert.com for all of your refinancing needs and your home purchasing needs. It's Ryan Kelly online at the HomeLoanExpert.com. The studio sponsors here. We'll start with this one. Tim, I greatly enjoyed your discussion of media bias in last week's QFTA. I'm curious your thoughts on a couple of questions I find myself debating regarding the media. Number one, what do you think the primary mission of media companies should be to report accurately or as a business to turn the highest profit possible? Can a company do both or are these goals exclusive from one another? I, uh, that's from Brad. And then I see as a few more here, uh, but I'll start with that because I want to make sure I attempt to answer the questions. Uh, number one, um, I'm, if there was one thing that I really wanted to get into when it was when we decided to do the podcast, you know, more than a year ago now, I feel like one of the most important issues facing the United States in 2018 is media. I also am aware that um, coverage of the media is something that kind of to my surprise, but I'm aware of it, and it's a fact, is something that fascinates people. Um and so I guess it's a good business model to discuss it, but that's not why I would be discussing it. I'm talking about it because I think it is so important to, to point it out. And maybe that's a direction I should go. Maybe I should add a podcast to the, uh, to the rotation, uh, just, just pointing things out that I see as being very obvious. And, and it's, it's not like this is exclusive to take your pick of whatever outlet you don't like. Um, this is, this is, it's, 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 it's from, it's all very transparent. And then there's plenty of, I'm sure there are plenty of other things that I'm missing that some of you might go, well, you missed this one. Uh, I also think sometimes people think there are biases that don't exist. And since it's a, a topic that there, I believe there's interest in, but I also think it's an important one to point out the manipulation that is going on and oftentimes such a subtle manner. Um, I suppose I, in my opinion, it would actually have, um, you know, some, some impact for the greater good. Uh, as opposed to, for example, Pick 6, which historically up until about two weeks ago was costing people money by listening to. So uh, that's something that I, that, that legitimately, if you said, what is a topic you'd like to focus in on on the podcast, um, that would be it. It wouldn't be like, you know, I mean, listen, I'm intrigued by the Cardinal offseason. Take your pick of whatever sports topic, uh, any topic, really. If it stimulates, I'm in. But this is the one that that really gets me going the most, to the point that I actually stopped following media outlets on social media because I, I saw what was going on and it tilted me. Um, so even though I was quote unquote getting information, um, I would see what they were doing and it would irritate me. So just for happiness purposes, I stopped following them. So with that all said, the question, which is a great question, Brad, what do you think the primary mission of media companies should be to report accurately or as a business to turn the highest profit possible? Can a company do both or are these goals exclusive from one another? So in a utopian world, in a utopian world, it would be lovely if you could maximize profit and, quote, do the right thing. I'm doing a lot of quotes today. 
but realistically, um, I don't think that that is what's going on. I would imagine that is an applause line that I know I will get applause on because everybody would agree with that because liberals are going, yeah, exactly. Take your shots at Fox News and conservatives are going, good. Yeah, take your shots at MSB, NBC and, and CNN. Um, and that's not what I'm doing. I'm just simply making the observation uh, that, that, you know, I think people see a business model and they are executing upon it. And that business model is to maximize viewership. And so from that standpoint, in my opinion, um, I've noticed what's gone on here over the last, God, I don't know, but I'll put it to you this way. I'm of the opinion that CNN saw Fox News' success with making Barack Obama the topic from 2009 through January 2017 and said, we're going to do the same thing with Donald Trump. And I don't think that was what was going on before on CNN. Now, you might disagree, and that's fine. And, and you can send in whatever, and, and we'll, you know, most likely agree to disagree, but maybe you would provide some examples, and I would go, okay, fine. Uh, but that's my, that's my opinion. Um, and then I, so therefore, I feel like it's become a business model. And so at this point now, whereas I used to look forward to watching news coverage, I have more or less tuned out. Um, I suppose I feel like there are anchors or reporters who um, are not playing the game, but for the most part, I've tuned out um, because for the same reasons, it's frustrating to me. Um, now, what it should be? Well, I mean, it's a company. And so ideally, it's it's doing good and doing the right thing all while making money. The issue is I think these companies have found by catering to the bubble, whichever bubble it might be, conservative or liberal, and then simply presenting stories that either reaffirm already already preconceived politics and notions or presenting stories of the day in a way that skews positively for the people that the audience likes or negatively for the stories that the audience doesn't like, then that's, that's what's being done. And the loser and the whole thing is the American public. And I just don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like when people say all politicians are the same. And when I, and I say that's a lazy statement I know that can come off the wrong way because I'm sure a number of people who have said that are listening and it's not intended to be a shot per se is I just don't, I just don't agree with that. Um, you know, if you want to take somebody who is on the right, Jack Danforth, I would say certainly would not fall into that category from my standpoint. Um, and if you wanted to take somebody on the left, I would say Barack Obama doesn't fall into that category. And I realize I say Barack Obama and I immediately like upset a bunch of people, but you know, that's my perspective as far as John McCain. Um, you know, I think again, when I'm looking for, I'm talking about looking for the greater good. I'm not necessarily talking about policies. Um, and that's why I don't think they're all alike. And I think just casting aspersions on everyone is a disservice. Um, so with that all out there, um, it would be ideal if people simply do report but that is not what is going on. And 
yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should just like, here's, here's, here's five things. Like at the end of questions from the audience, here's five things that I noticed on this account's tweets or Instagram posts and just go, this is what I think they're doing here. Because I, it's so, it's like, it, it, my God, I'd have like 10 a day. Just pick the top five uh, because it's so constant. Uh, the next question was, I, f- I would argue that right now the media in our country is not a trusted institution. Can that be fixed? If so, how? I am of the belief that the media's responsibility as the unofficial fourth branch of government is vital to a healthy functioning democracy. But between enemies of the people, from those on the right to those on the left criticizing President Trump at every turn, fairly or unfairly, it's an incredibly unhealthy environment with no improvement in sight. I'm curious your thoughts if it can ever improve. Um, I honestly don't know if I can give you a positive, uplifting answer on that. I, 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 let me put it this way. I don't think, I think it's something that happened with time and I don't know what's going to happen that is going to lead to that turning because there's so much money in doing it the manipulative way. And so therefore doing it down the middle and simply reporting, uh, is not profitable or as profitable. And then furthermore, even if you are doing that, you're still, if somebody doesn't like the story, they're going to all fake news or, no, that's just typical left-wing or right-wing media. And so I don't see, I don't see a reason for uh, thinking that all of a sudden it's, it's going to turn around. So um, I hate to say that, but that's how I honestly feel. So that's why I think it's such an issue. So the only thing I can do is, is give you my honest assessment on it. Uh, the next statement is on a non-question note. I enjoy the podcast. Your episodes with public officials are fascinating. I don't understand why more don't want to do long form interviews where they can thoroughly explain their positions on issues as opposed to the short snippets we are usually stuck with. QFTA is always thought provoking and pick six is always entertaining. Even if the picks don't go as well as you guys hope. Thanks for reading a long email. Be well. That's from Brett. I have to tell you, I got to, I got to set the record straight on the picks. Listen, I don't know what I'm doing, but I am 30 and 22 against the spread and producer Joe's 500. Now G units struggling, but you know, 30 and 22 against the spreads pretty damn good. And 500 is not bad either. So Brad, I need to, I need to correct you on that one, but the rest of the email, um, I'm on board with, uh, all right, next up here, let's take one from the questions from the audience on the fan page and a bunch have come in. Uh, and I just posted it right before going into the homeloanexpert.com studios. Joe Strauss once asked, who is a leader in the St. Louis area? The panel couldn't name one. I believe Jay Randolph Jr. said Buzz Westfall was the last energetic, charismatic leader. Is this part of the problem in St. Louis that there has become a vacuum of leadership? How do you fix something like that? It's a great question. Um, and it's something that I continue anytime the topic of St. Louis comes up, the state of St. Louis. Um, and, and my answer is, I don't know, but just because my answer is, I don't know, that doesn't mean that the answer is no. So I want to make sure I, I clarify that. Um, I don't know. And, um, you know, that, that to me is, is, is one of the core issues I know this, uh, my dad talks about how, you know, back in the day, so to speak, Bob Highland being one of the people, but that there were, as he would call them, movers and shakers in St. Louis who would make sure that St. Louis was taken care of. And that just does not exist anymore. So I also think, well, yeah, I can, I can, I can't name the person, but there is a person I know, 
um, who I think very highly of, and and I'm quite certain also that it's not like our politics are in line. But th- that's what I go back to. It's somebody acting in what they think is the greater good, even if our politics are different. That's that's who I want in office. Um, because there are tells that I see where I go, oh, this guy, oh, I see what he's doing, and I, or she, what she's doing, and it just, I know, uh, then I can't feel good about voting for him because, you know, I, I don't like, like, I mean, Eric Greitens, and if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know this isn't an after-the-fact thing. I, Eric Greitens, for my money, and I said it, I said it at the time, was, screamed to me, as one of the most dangerous politicians I had seen elected to an office since I've been able to vote. So you're going back to 1996. So this is before everything. Um, And I understand a number of people who uh, were upset the morning after Donald Trump had been elected president were focusing on that. And I recall saying, you know, that should be a wake-up call to a number of people in the country that their bubble is not the entire country. I said, however, the Eric Greitens thing really scares me because I felt like Donald Trump is kind of here he is. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Eric Greitens was here. He is, he is not who he's acting like he is. And he's going to do whatever he can to get to the white house. And it's like watching house of cards in real life. Um, so, uh, the reason I bring that up is this person who I think very highly of, uh, and I said, you know, what about running for office? I feel like you would, you know, without quite, don't want to put my family through it. Don't want to put my family through it. Don't want to go through the song and dance. Don't want to put my family through it. So my premise is I think there are a number of people who would be great leaders, male, female, black, white, gay, straight, whatever the case might be. But because of the game you have to play, they don't want to do it. And it's our loss. But then that goes back to, I think, in a large capacity, the media. Um, which is why it needs to probably be a bigger focal point. So to answer the question, I don't know the answer. That doesn't mean that there is not a leader or people who are emerging as leaders, but for my money, there isn't somebody who is obvious. In other words, Steve Stinger, Lida Krusen would be the two most obvious in the St. Louis area. And for my money, that, that wouldn't get my, that wouldn't get my vote. Um, I, and I, and I, and, you know, I'll say it. It's not because he was in here, because if you listen, you know that I have Democrats and Republicans in, and it's, I just ask questions and have conversations. So I'm not trying to advance any agenda. And we tried to get Steve Stanger in and he never got back to us. Uh, but I think, I think it was a real loss for St. Louis that Mark Montavani didn't win. I'll say that. I, I, and I feel strongly on that. Um, and I, that was very disappointing. That was very disappointing. Uh, let's see. Do you think St. Louis is going to become what LA was from 1995 through 2015 NFL owners in bad situations are going to Use moving to St. Louis as leverage for convincing their current cities into financing new stadiums. Also, do you think that the NFL really wants to be in the 21st market as bad as the leaked info suggested? It's a two-parter. I'll start with this one. My answer is no. I do not think St. Louis is going to become what L.A. was from 95 through 2015. It's an insta-call no. I just don't think that um, at all. So I'm sure you would like an elaboration on it. It's just as simple as St. Louis does not present the threat that L.A. does, and that's, to me, that. Um, Plus, it's not like St. Louis has a building that is absolutely 100% ready to go and a public financing plan that's sitting there waiting. So it's not that L.A. did until Kroenke privately financed it. But So there's that. And then uh, do I think the NFL really wants to be in the 21st market as bad as the leaked info suggests? Uh, I, I, I have to correct you there. 
this is one of the things, this isn't a media thing, but it's just a, you know, part of social media in 2018 and really probably for years before 2018. And I've I've spoken to it before where people have premises that aren't necessarily accurate and then they build arguments off of the inaccurate foundation of the premise. And so the quote unquote leaked info is not leaked. There is no leaked information and there was no suggestion. It was a reporter who does have a rapport with Josh Crockey uh, saying, if I were St. Louis, and I'm paraphrasing, I would be talking to the San Diego Chargers. Um, but that was, you know, that was it. Now, do I think there was significance to it? Yes, I do. Are the LA Chargers. Do I think there's significance to it? Yes, I do. But I, but there it was not like it was a leaked information or a suggestion that the NFL wants to be in the 21st market. So I appreciate the question. Uh, I just disagree with the premise. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I, I like this question. I just don't have an answer off the top of my head. And if I would have seen it beforehand, um, what was the, when was the last time a public speech or performance truly moved you? Um, it's like, it's a shame that my answer I know is going to automatically be killed by a certain portion of the audience, which is such a shame, but I mean, what, fuck it. I mean, this is how I feel. Uh, Barack Obama's final speech before he left office, I felt like was Jordan over Russell to win the 98 finals. Just like, yeah, did it again. And I just told him as a person, not necessarily entirely policy wise, as somebody I would uh, consider a great leader and I would aspire to, um, and I just automatically know a bunch of people don't like that. And, you know, it's not like I'm saying, how do you not see this? What what are you doing? What are you doing voting for so-and-so? That's not what I'm saying. Just for me personally. Uh, so I'll go on the other side of the aisle because I feel like you have to do that, even though I don't have to do that. The John McCain documentary. So Barack Obama's opponent in 2008. The John McCain documentary. It wasn't a speech, but... Um, for whom the bell tolls is the title of it. It, uh, was out this summer. It's certainly available, um, you know, on Netflix. Uh, I just, I watched that. I'm just like, God. And the reason why I admire amusing these two people as an example, it's not limited to that. The question was, when is the last time is because they do things and are able to do things or are willing to do things that I just know I just couldn't do what John McCain did in Vietnam. Uh, first off, serving a number one. I have an incredible amount of respect for that. But secondarily, you know, what he endured and then coming back and doing a number of things out of principle. I just felt like he was a man of principle, which is why I was heartbroken when he selected Sarah Palin as his running mate. Heartbroken. It was an et tu brute moment. Um, but I guess sometimes people feel like, you know what? You got to do what you got to do in order to get elected. And then we'll, we'll do right when we get into office, you know? Um, but I found that to be incredibly inspiring. Uh, and that was that I watched it before he passed away. Uh, I'm sure it's happened other times, but I guess in one sense, it's a shame that I can't necessarily think of one off the top of my head in recent years. Uh, Gangster Pete, anything that stands out to you that I might be Missing in recent times as far as a public speech or performance that truly moved me? Anything, anything move you? Uh, nothing? Pitch out, nobody going? You liked when 
Missouri covered against Wyoming. That might be the last time. Anything? No. Pitch out. Nobody going. 2-0 count. Runners there. Well, uh, yeah, it's a tough thing. So it's a good question. I just uh, I, I wanted to give a, a further interview. So like, if I had time to think about it, maybe for next week, I'll go, hey, that was a good question, and here's another one for you. Uh, so good question, Adam. I'm sorry I just don't have it. Uh, let's see. And then I had one more in the email. This question is, if you could have, would you have interceded in Tucker's outing to keep Tucker slash Bruce as characters who could still call into the show and entertain? Also, is Big Al real? <laughs> it's a good one to finish off with. Uh, no, I would not because I don't want callers to be fake. Uh, and then, uh, Big Al is real. Big Al is 100% real. So I, I know that might seem like a character met the man, uh, to the point that I had to block him from texting me, uh, because there were so many texts coming in, but Big Al is absolutely real. So you're welcome to send questions in anytime you want. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com for questions from the audience or feedback, whatever the case might be. We thank our sponsors. Uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Online at thehomeloanexpert.com. A great person who knows the business of mortgages like nobody's business. Uh, and then, of course, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Um, I, I just switched to James Carlton and couldn't be happier. More happy by the moment, as a matter of fact, with James Carlton. 314-961-4800 or online at carltoninsurance.net. His name is James Carlton. And uh, the reason I switched, I didn't need to. The man's been advertising with me for a year. He didn't say, gun to your head. If you just don't switch to me, I'm not going to advertise. Uh, he said, uh, actually, please don't because then it's going to get awkward. Uh, and I said, well, I can't I can't do anything about it. I, I, it's just I need to. I, I, I see what I'm getting with, with you on the one thing we had to do in emergency, customer service-wise. I got to get with you. So I did. James Carlton. That, and this is 100% true. Blood oath. Uh you should see the emails. 314. I'm talking about the emails from my past one. 314-961-4800. 314-961-4800. Uh, or carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, a great sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show at Highway 270 and the Washington Elizabeth Exit or 24-7 at landoff.com. And uh, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling Online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. As always, thank you for submitting your questions. Looking forward to pick six coming up as we try to continue the heater. Ten and two over my last 12 picks. That's coming up. Always enjoy doing questions from the audience. Send yours in any time. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.